0: Good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Can you hear me? Everybody good? Okay, please. Awesome. Please join us. Please stand as we praise our Heavenly, Holy Father.
1: I give you glory.
0: You know, it's, 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 everybody knows the path is not always going to be straight and easy. It's going to be uphill, rocky. <laughs> but we get through it, and we get through it because of Him. And that's why we're singing. That's why we're praising. That's why we're here. It's good to see everybody, by the way. I'm glad. more. It seems like more and more people are coming. We love it. Thank you. Sim Blessing our hearts, coming into our lives, giving us exactly what we need at the exact moment that we need. Not our time, but your time. Welcome to church. Give everybody a high five, a hug, a handshake. You're home.
2: Good morning. Ooh, echo, echo, echo. Good morning, church. Good morning. How are you? You guys look good today. Like, so good. Our youth look amazing. They were on fire yesterday. If you guys don't know, our youth, we went to a youth conference yesterday. And, woo! Does God favor Livingstone's youth? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Not only did we obviously win prizes, because we like to win, but um, they got shirts, they got prayed over, they got just, like, you guys, as much, like, God shocks me every week, but this was amazing to see the favor that God had on our kids. And even watching the three or four of them on stage this morning, it's just ugh, my heart, you guys. I love I'm all crying. I like, oh that. so beautiful. But anyways, I'm um, Jennifer. I'm <laughs> We want to say welcome and good morning on Online Church. We welcome you. I'm actually hosting, so I'll see you in a minute. Um, but um, we want to continue today in our tithes and worship and offerings. And so if I can just be really transparent with you guys, sometimes when we're in a really tough season, whether it be financially or any other type of season, it can be hard to give. And that's just, that's something I struggle with, to be very real. But I have grown so much in my relationship with Christ to know that I don't have to be like that, right? And so I just think of, even the song we sang, like, if he dresses the lilies, Why wouldn't he clothe us? Like, just that, and I'm gonna go to Matthew 6, um, verses 31, and it says, don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. I'm not an unbeliever, I have full faith. But your heavenly Father already knows your needs. And so sometimes when I struggle in an area, I have to remind myself that this is a form of worship. This is what I want to give to my father because he does dress the lilies and he does dress me and he does provide for our family and obviously my amazing husband, but um, he's an amazing provider for that. Um, And so I just want to remind us that sometimes when it's hard in that season, just trust God, like just trust because he shows up. I think if you have, you know, if you're lacking a little bit in that area, ask any of the leaders in this church because we can give you testimony after testimony after testimony of how God has shown up and given in places where we thought we would never see um so just be faithful in that guys I know um that it can be difficult but God is so good God is just so good you he's better at it than I am so I'll just speak for him but he is very faithful in that so (laughs) let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for everything you bring to us, Lord, that you dress the lilies, Lord, and that you wake up every morning and and clothe us, Lord, in your beauty, in your grace, in your giving us strength every morning, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for these tithes today as it is a form of worship, Lord. It's a form of um, giving back to you what you so generously give to us each morning, Lord. And I thank you and I praise you in your heavenly name. Amen.
3: So there is a couple ways you can give online on the Church Twitter app, livingsomes.tv, the Bible app, or in-person with our offering buckets, and the giving envelopes located at the entrance. He did
2: good. If you guys don't know, he loves this. (laughs) If you are new, we want to welcome you. We have a welcome VIP um, at the back table, I think. Yes, this beautiful woman right here, she is our VIP guest greeter. So, yeah. So if you are new to see her, she has a beautiful gift for you that we would love to find a way to connect with you, um, share with you kind of what Living is all about and get you all set up. Plus, she's really fun. So, she's here. We'll just skip to this one. Oh, Youth Tuesday. It's at my house. But this week, we're super excited because we have a guest speaker, um, we're going to be talking about getting healthy, being on set for goals, and your kids should be there because they'll be really excited. So, Youth Tuesday, 7 o'clock. That's
3: a guy. Where's my man at?
2: <laughs> Ooh, that was a little weak. Oh, sorry. Let's try it again, let's try it again. Do it again, do it again. Where's my man at? <laughs>
3: okay.
2: all right, that was better. Because the girls did really good last week.
3: Show awesome. offs. Well, we will have Fight Club this Thursday at 6 p.m. If you need details, see Adam. I don't know where
2: Adam went. There he is. There he is. In, in the back. So. <laughs> and then, we have an amazing creative arts team. They have a meeting today after service. It'll be um, at Pastor Justin and Pastor Chelsea's house, but if you are already on the team, you probably already know. So if you need more details, see uh, Danny and Brad in the back. But also, are you creative? Can you sing, play an instrument, push buttons like maybe Pastor Keith pretends to do back there? Um, see, look, at he knows. If you do any of those awesome things, um, see uh, Brad and Danny, because they would love to connect you guys and get you guys plugged in. So. Um, You guys can join us today. We have the Here We Grow luncheon. Who's excited for that? So if you don't already know, Here We Grow is a way for if you're maybe new or you have questions about... we do here at living stones or even make i know pastor justin mentioned last week our theology he and pastor chelsea will be more than happy to answer any of those questions um and so it's a great way just to connect with all our pastoral team figure out what we do here find out how we do it um learn more get connected that kind of fun stuff that is what here we grow is all about it is next sunday the 30th after service if you would love to get to know, we would love to get to know you. So it's a perfect time for us to be able to share our time with you and and, and get to know you too as um, a family member. So, uh, free lunch and childcare is provided. So sign ups are required. Sign ups are available on our church center app. You want me to do it? You know it. He wants me to. Do it? <clears throat> we love getting connected and what better way but to get involved and be a part of a team. But the best way to get connected here at Livingstones is where a little louder. Yes, our Church Center app, if you don't have it, let us know. We can help you get connected. We've got our sisterhood on there, we've got our youth on there, our it's Fight Club, right? Fight Club on there, every rooted everything. So we are super excited. Also, you can stay in touch by following us and staying connected during the week at Livingstones TV or Facebook or Instagram, as I love. Um, so, we love to see you and get connected. Have a great Sunday. And Pastor Justin's up next.
3: Come on, fire it up. Thank you, guys. Cliff, you're just so well spoken. I don't know. <laughs> That's right, you do get better every, every week. Good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Good. I sound like I'm in a tunnel, huh? We'll we'll, we'll get that figured out. Awesome, awesome, man. I'd say tell the person next to you they're good looking, but, ooh, I'm looking I'm just kidding, I'm just, tell the person next to you they're good looking. Come on. Now tell the other person next to you why you didn't tell them they're good looking. Ah, uh, yeah, come on, so good, so good. Oh my goodness, we're going to have fun today. You guys ready to have fun today? Yeah. Do I got some uh, paper Bible people here today? We got some paper Bibles? Where's my paper Bibles at? Oh, we got some cool But Bi- It's fine, it's all good. Did you? If you got your electronic Bible, you'll have your minute, don't worry. What else we got? We, oh, that's a nice, I like your teal one, that one's a nice one. And then, how many Bibles do you have? A lot, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. That's not the same one from last week, is it? I don't know. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, they got to be extra strong. All right. Awesome. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to John chapter 5. Where are my electronic Bible people at? We got some electronic Bibles. There they are. There they are. Good, good, good. Good. You're watching your football scores and everything. All right. Just making sure we got them all. <clears throat> we got some people watching online. Uh, Taylor Lawson, we love you. I know you're traveling. We're praying for you. Um, praying for the family and praying for everybody out there. Um, Ashley Brown, I saw your prayer requests on there. We're going to be praying for Charlie and uh, believing for God to move in a huge way there. And uh, I know Dorothy Faragonin's watching on our interactive church site. So I'm glad we're all on there, which is amazing. If you would like, you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app. Um, I did make a mistake. So there's two things in there, one from like two weeks ago, so don't click that one. Click the one from today, and uh, it'll, it'll say part four. Who's ready for part four? Part four. It's titled Just Takes One. Just Takes One. You know, I think a lot of us have fallen victim to that mentality that this is just the way we've always done it. Anybody ever fall into that? Right? This is how we do this. This is how we do things around here, because it's the way we've always done it. Anybody? Right? I know I've fallen into that so many times, and you know what? it just takes one time for things to get completely derailed. Are you with me? One time. Either derailed in the right ways or derailed in the wrong ways. But it just takes one time. To so this morning, our team got a little derailed. and We found out minutes beforehand that we would not be able to have our kids' rooms the exact places that we had them before. So we all had to Struggle and figure it out and scramble and make it work, right? Has anybody had to make some things work in their life? Somebody say it just takes one. Just takes one. one. All right, let's get into John chapter 5. John chapter 5. I'm reading from the New King James Version on this part today. I just like the way it says it takes me back to my childhood. That's what I read from most of the time. Most of the time we teach from the New Living Translation, but I'm taking it back a little bit today. Are we okay with that? Good. After this, There was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, verse 2. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. Everybody say Bethesda. Bethesda, having five porches, in verse 3. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water, verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well and of whatever disease they had. Verse 5. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Somebody say 38 years. That's a long time, isn't it? Goodness gracious. For all of you that aren't 38 years old yet, you'll have infirmities. Don't, don't, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, I can't even say I know that because I don't turn 36 until March, but it's all good. It's all good. In verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had already had been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Let's pray. Father God, as we get in your word this morning, Lord, we just ask that you'd speak to us. Lord, show us more of what you want to do. Show us a new norm. God, of what you want to do in our lives in and through us, God. And we just thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. ah, There's a lot in here. Are you ready? Oh, my goodness. I think that Jesus is standing in front of each and every one of us, and he's asking a question. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Well, you might have come in here like, well, pastor, I'm not sick. I don't have an infirmity. I, I, I'm not lame. I don't have all these things. But I got to ask, like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because I don't think all of us are 100%, are we? Some of us are operating at 50%. Some of us are operating at 70%. Some of us, we're not even sure we're operating. Are you with me? Right? Come on. It's like you just got that blue wheel on your screen just keeps just twirling and twirling. Right? What's for dinner? I don't know what what do you want i don't know right we're operating at less than 100% and i just i just see god just standing in front of us asking that question do you want to be made well do you want to be made whole you know romans 12 verse 1 says therefore i urge you brothers and sisters to view in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god this is your true and proper worship do not conform somebody say do not conform do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, I was thinking about this, and as I was thinking about what it, what it takes, it's like there's this shift that happens in our life. A lot of us have been operating a certain way. It's always been this way, right? 38 years for this guy always been this way this is just how things are when when i get stressed out this is what i do when when things go wrong this is how i respond when when my kids get crazy my my voice elevates right Right? all these things start shifting a certain way but i think that we can shift it in a different way because we don't need to conform to the pattern of this world are you with me but we can be transformed here's point number one where my note takers we have some note takers out there yeah, we got some note takers. Come on. Point number one is I will not conform when I can be transformed. I will not conform when I can be transformed. You see, I think for a lot of us, we just kind of fall into whatever groove we get stuck in. Are you with me? Like, I, I think about the, the ways that I've learned how to drive home, right? You, you know exactly what, uh, what time of the day the kids are getting out of school at 2.30, 30. I am not driving by the school to get back to my house. I will drive around it because it will take longer to drive the rate. right? Is anybody with me? Yeah. Right? You start figuring things out, but then all of a sudden you, f- you don't even realize that there might even be a better way because you've done it the same way so many times, right? I was, I was, we, we had a, my, my son's birthday party yesterday, and he's, he's turning nine on Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. I can't even believe it. Um, speaking of birthdays, it's my mother-in-law's birthday today, yeah, ripe young age of 49 years old, I don't know how she does it, it's amazing, it's amazing, gosh, I just, it's, it's incredible, you know, if Chelsea's 30, almost 36 and her mom's 49, I don't know, it's amazing, it's amazing, anyway, just the way they, they did things back in the day, you know, it's all good. How how many goats did they have to, like, your dad have to give? I can't remember. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Happy birthday. I love you. I love you. Chelsea's not here to protect you. (sighs) Anything could happen. Anything could happen. A lot of us have been affected by the patterns of this world. The patterns of this world dictate so many things, right? The patterns of this world a lot of times lead us to addiction, the patterns of this world a lot of times lead us to be feeling pain and, and, and sorrow and, and some of these other things. The patterns of this world sometimes start to enslave us. And he leaves you in this place wondering, gosh, will I ever get out? I just believe that God's going to set some people free this morning because we don't have to conform to the ways of this world. We can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Amen? Here's the truth. He wants to take some notes. Here's the truth. Are you ready? You choose your patterns. And then your patterns choose who you are. You choose your patterns, but then your patterns choose you. Are you with me? You choose your habits, and your habits choose you. You are made up of all of your habits. Oh, goodness. Whose fault is it again? Oh, man. Goodness gracious. I know. You came to church to be encouraged. Yes. You know what's encouraging about this? Is that you can change your patterns. Oh my goodness, that means you don't have to do the same things you've always done. You can change. It's unbelievable. You don't have to be everything you've always... You don't have to respond the same way you've always responded. You don't. Oh, we can seek the Lord and see our minds renewed and change the way we see things, change the way we look at life, change the way we approach things. Come on, somebody. You know, and Chelsea and I, when we, when we do marital counseling... For people, we, we talk about the pressures of marriage. Does anybody feel pressure in your marriage? Wow, you raised your hand so fast. That was crazy. Oh, my gosh. Come see me after. I only charge $100 an hour. It's, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right? Some of you guys should be more, but I don't charge anything. So if you need, if you need counseling, just let me know. We'll, we'll, t- we'll take care of you. But, um, but in it, it's like, man, the pressures of life either push a marriage apart or they push it closer together. And it's our choice how that pattern pushes us, right? It's that renewing of our minds. When those stressors come, when that stuff hits us, are, are those pressures making us stronger? Last I checked, a, a diamond is made by heat and pressure. Heat and pressure. Some of us feel the heat. Some of us feel the pressure. But we're wondering, is anything good going to come out of this? Well, it depends on the pattern in which you choose. Come on. You might just be a piece of coal, right? We know some coals in here, huh, right? We know if, don't look at them right now. Just look straight at me. It's okay. We won't judge anybody. Dante, why is your wife looking at you like that, man? Goodness gracious. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bryson's, I love you. You guys are amazing. Incredible people. Incredible, incredible people. But you choose your patterns, and then your patterns choose you. In verse 7, it says, It says, the the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. This is my favorite. I love this because this is human nature right here. How come you're not well? You've been at the pool for 38 years. How come you're not well? Do you want to be well? Well, I'd like to be well, but that guy won't put me in the pool when I want to get in there. Then somebody else gets there before I do. The blame game starts. Oh, is anybody who's who's champion at the blame game right we, we got some champions in here at the blame game, right? It's so easy to blame other people. It's so easy to blame blame things that's that's another pattern of this world. A pattern of this world is the tendency to blame others when things are wrong. I, you know what? It's my dad's fault that I'm an alcoholic because he was an alcoholic and his dad was an alcoholic, so it's my it's just how I grew up. All of a sudden we're blaming other people. Come on, it, 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 it's because I, I didn't get that promotion because that other person stole it. That guy, such a suck up, right? Others are better than me, more capable than me, more equipped than me. Listen, you are not an excuse. Come on, I got some excuse eliminators in this room, don't we? Some people that are like, I'm sick and tired of excuses. Is anybody tired of excuses? No, you're like, I kind of like my excuses. They feel good, right? It's like, I can't do that. You know, I need my beauty sleep, you know, right? Come on. We got, I know, I'm touching so many buttons. People are like, holy crud, I don't know what to do with all this information. like, oh my gosh, you just touched on all these things, right? You're like, you're looking at your spouse. Did you tell him all these things before I got in? What is your deal? That's why you were begging me to come to church so much. Come on, come on. You know what? I love our first excuse maker. Are you ready? We're going to go back to Genesis for a minute. Yeah. Say, so here it comes. Right? Genesis 3, verse 9. says, Then the Lord called to the man, Where are you? The man replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Verse 11. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten of the tree? Whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Verse 12. The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Right? It was the woman you gave me, Lord. She made me do it. My eight, almost nine-year-old was told that he's not supposed to go in the garage. And uh, because he would stir up his little brother, who's three, and uh, his little brother was out in the garage with me, and, and uh, he, he did what his mom told him not to do, he went out to the garage, and, and uh, she got pretty upset, she's like, hey, I told you not to go in the garage, you stirred up stuff, I'm trying to get on my, 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 my what is it called, video call, whatever it is, Zoom, and, uh, and she said, and then you stirred up your little brother, and everybody got crazy, and my call was literally 15 minutes, that's all I need you to be quiet for 15 minutes, you know what he said? My little brother made me do it. He told me to come in the garage, and I had to go in the garage. See, we laugh and we giggle, but then we do the same thing. We do the same thing. It was, it was traffic. That's why I was late. Traffic. Like, we don't live where there's that much traffic, you guys. Come on. And you know how to prepare. It, guess what? It's going to happen next week. There's going to be Traffic. Oh, you take the same freeway the same the same drive guess what you gotta leave 30 minutes earlier right are we are we serious i mean but oh it was that guy who cut me off and this happened and that no listen it's time to take responsibility if you want a new norm mm, a new norm would for some of us just be taking responsibility right i'm only preaching to the people online you guys are the responsible ones It's the people online that need, they need extra responsibility, right? Come on. God just requires more of people who watch online. That's all it is. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's a million excuses that we could have for our shortcomings. A million. A million of them. But you know what? It just takes one encounter with Jesus to change the trajectory of your life. One encounter with Jesus. When Jesus comes in and touches you, gives you a word, gives you vision for things, it changes your whole life. Are you with me? And it's just like this man here. Are you ready? Here he comes. Here, here's point number two. I will stop making excuses and start seeking God. Mm, can you say that out loud? I will stop making excuses and start seeking God. If the person didn't say it next to you, hit them right now. Just, just bump them on the leg or say, hey, get ready. We're going to say it again right here. Ready? I will stop making excuses and start seeking God. It takes one encounter with Jesus and our excuses are wiped out. One encounter with Jesus and our excuses are wiped out. I mean, I love, I love that Jesus didn't come to this world to be served, right? He says, I came to serve the world. I didn't come to be served, Right? And if we take that same mentality into everything that we do, I look at Jesus and I go, oh, my gosh, these people, this thing, that thing. Oh, my kids, my wife, this, blah, 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 blah. Complaining. And then I go, wait a minute, Jesus, Jesus went and died on the cross for me. Took my excuses away. Man. Then he says, take up your cross and follow me. What's your cross? That thing that irritates you, that thing that's heavy, that thing that just weighs so much. Take up your cross and follow me. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. The excuses are going. The excuses are going. We're going to leave them here at the school today. Come on. We're going to leave them at church today. Oh, just one touch from our Creator and all things are made new. Shh. Amen. Come on. It just takes one word from our Savior and our path of our life becomes something completely different. Are you with me? I, People will think you're crazy when you've, when you've gotten a little, bit of, a little bit of Jesus in you. They'll be like, what happened to you? I mean, how many people wonder, what, what happened to Cliff? I mean, Cliff stands in front of all these people and speaks. Wow! Are you with me? Like, all of us change and shift by just a little encounter with Jesus. A little bit more, a little bit more. I know for me, for me it was, when I, when I said yes to all, everything Jesus... Some of you will think this is crazy, and a lot of you have heard these things already, but I remember I gave up my six-figure income to follow Jesus. He said, go be a pastor at that little church over there. And then when I got my my offer letter that said $53,000 a year, I was like, honey, things are going to be different. Right? Things are going to be different. You know what? When you say yes to Jesus, it might not look pretty at first. It might not look pretty at first, but things are going to be different because we're on his dime now. Are you with me? We're on his dime now. We're on his time now. God's going to move and do something different, something I couldn't do for myself. Can I tell you, when I was sitting in my cubicle, I was praying every, every lunch hour. I'd go out and I'd walk, I'd, and it was right here in Temecula. I'd walk around, I could see the whole city from up there. And I'd walk around and I'd pray and be like, Lord. There's got to be more to my life than this. I don't want to sit in this cubicle anymore. Lord, I want to go and... I know there's dark places in our city and things going on in our city and people that need to hear about you. God, I don't want to sit in this cubicle anymore and sell software. There's just got to be more for my life than this, right? And as you sit there and you pray, then then when the answer comes and it's $53,000 a year, and you're going, is God even real? I don't even know. Did you hear me? Like... Goodness gracious, right? Come on. Some of you are praying for the blessing you're complaining about right now. Woo. Woo. Just shake that off, you know, like, oh, man. Oh, man. I'll stop making excuses and start seeking God. Let's go to verse 8. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, come on, somebody say immediately. 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 The man was made well, took up his bed and walked. (sighs) Some of us, we don't even know what immediately means anymore. When God speaks, we go, show me another sign. Show me, show me. you know, repeat it one more time. You know what? I'm going to be listening to the radio, God. Just say it through the preacher on the radio, you know. I, I'm going to watch this YouTube video, and God, if you speak to me the same thing that you spoke to me the last 15 times, I'm going to believe it this time, right? Are you with me? And a lot of us are just, we don't know what immediately means anymore. This man was laying by the pool for 38 years. 38 years with a whole bunch of other sick people. A whole bunch of other people that were messed up. And all of a sudden, Jesus walks in and says, says the, uh, something aud- audacious. Do you want to be made well? Duh, bro. Like, what do you think I'm here? Right? He's like, oh, but I can't be made well. See, he's looking through the wrong lens. Some of us are looking through a lame lens. We can't see the opportunities that God put right in front of us because we're looking through the lameness that we've been living in for the last 38 years. Come on, somebody. Come on somebody. We've been praying for God to change something. We've been praying for a breakthrough. We've been praying for God to do something, but we're not we're still looking through those old lenses. Can I borrow your glasses? Yeah. I didn't I didn't bring mine. Thank you. How do you think these make me look? Good? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Snazzy. <laughs> anyway, as we're looking through the wrong lenses it's hard to see what God wants to do all of a sudden everything gets distorted if we turn the lights out in here you might be able to see me but I won't be able to see you are you with me you can hear I I can hear you oh that's good faith comes by hearing but if I can look through some different lenses and I change my lenses those life-giving lenses that God has for us all of a sudden I'm not looking for what's wrong I'm looking for what's right are you with me? Oh, guess what? Every, every circumstance. I loved that song, Jaira. So good. I will, I will trust you in every circumstance. Why? Because we know God's character. God's character says he brings all things together for good. And if that's true, come on, somebody say that's true. That's true. If he brings all things together for good, that means whatever the reason that we had to move s- classrooms this morning, all of a sudden, it's going to end up for good. That means when, when we had a problem getting to church today, the car wouldn't start, this wouldn't happen, that wouldn't work. Everything's going to come together for good. Are you with me? Are you with me? I don't I don't see them here today, so I don't have to embarrass anybody. But um, this couple, Chelsea and I were driving. I don't think I told this story yet, but we'll see. If I told it, you just yell at me, okay? This couple, we were driving this last week, and... Um, was this last week or was it the week before? It was this last week. Okay, I want to make sure. I'm like, did I tell this story last week? Okay, I know, ADD, you guys. You got to work with me. <laughs> we were driving, and uh, I'm, I'm driving through. I'm just hauling, you know. You guys, you just, you just get in the zone and just going. Well, this car broke down right in front of me and completely broke down, right? You now, if the brake lights would have come on, I would have stopped faster, right? You know, but it, it, it it's just stopped right there in front of me. Now, luckily, Chelsea's vision, of what right in front of me looks like is very different than mine. Because right in front of me would be like me to you. But right in front of me for Chelsea is like, you know, on the other side of the street over there. So she's like, oh my gosh, the car stopped right in front of you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, oh, okay, that one, oh, okay. And then, so we stop behind this car. We pull up next to him and say, hey, what's going on? It's right over the overpass of the freeway. So it's going up the little hill there. And I said, what's going on? He said, oh, I don't know. My car just died right in the middle of the road. And so, of course, we got out of the car. Chelsea and I switched. We played a little Chinese fire drill. And she got in the, in the driver's seat and I got out and helped him push his Mustang. I think it was a Mustang. Um, from, oh, where is that what it, yeah. It's okay. It's all right. I knew it was coming. I was waiting. I lobbed that up. I was wondering if anybody was going to knock it down. But that Ford Mustang. And, so anyways, we, we pushed it over the hill. I saw on the back sticker of his car that he was a Marine and said, hey, where where are you stationed at? He's like, oh, I'm stationed down at uh, Pendleton, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome, and we're pushing the, and and this guy's much better shaped than I, I, I'm, I'm a Marine, but I'm a fluffy Marine, are you with me? Like, like, pushing this car, like, that was, that was all my exercise for the entire week, all done in, like, a moment, okay? Like, we push it over the hill, and then the car goes, like, fast, and now we're just running in the road, you know, like, like, Chase and his, his wife is steering, and we got it down to the gas station, and and so we go to jump it, and, and it didn't jump. And we're like, gosh darn it, what's going on with this thing? And, and I, I asked him, I said, hey, did you get a new alternator recently? And he said, yeah, I got a new alternator. I said, well, did you get a new battery with your new alternator? Alternator? He said, no, I didn't. I said, well, sometimes when you get a brand new alternator, it'll mess up your old battery because it, it can't do the same charge anymore. He's like, okay. I said, but AutoZone is in the same parking lot. We just got to push it past, you know, Taco Bell and and all these ones. And so so we pushed this car over there, and as we're pushing it, and I was telling him you know, about where he's at. He, he's stationed out in Pendleton, Edson Range, where they do the boot camp shooting and all that stuff. And and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. He's like, it's just the same as when you were in there back in 2009. So I'm like, okay, cool. And we're talking through all that. And he says, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a pastor. He's like, really? And so we push it and we par- put it in the parking lot. And and uh, his wife gets out of the car. She goes, did you say that you're a pastor? I said, yeah. And she says, Wow. Like, we've been praying for a church, and we live right over here. And and gosh, if I, I, it just figures that God, we would break down right in front of a pastor that would come and help us. And, and, you know, it's like, so, you know, in the middle of it, every little thing. Now, some of us wouldn't even stop. Now, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. If you... If you, you don't hear the wrong thing. If you ask my son, it's annoying. I stop for everybody, right? So, so it's one of those things like, Dad, if he sees like a car on the side of the road and we didn't stop, it's abnormal. He's like, he's like, what, Dad, did you see the car on the side of the road? Like, aren't you going to stop? I'm like, well, buddy, we actually have to get somewhere this time, and I can't stop this time. You know, but sometimes those things that just stop right in front of us, that block us from where we thought we were going, we th- we see it as an issue or a problem, but really it might be the the calling on your life to go and do something to touch somebody else's life. Are you with me? You just don't know. You just don't know. All of a sudden, when we change the lens and we start to see things the way that God sees things, you see, when Jesus walked in, he already knew this man was going to get healed. He already knew. He already knew. That's why he asked don't you want to get healed? He already knew. And the guy's like, no, I can't. No one will put me in. And I got all the excuses and I got all this stuff. And You know, I've just been here for so, this is the way it's always been. Come on, somebody. Point number three, I will trade my lame lens for my love lens. Oh, 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 that's so nice. I mean, they hammered me the whole time, but that felt good. You know, last week's message was, was, was uh, the whole theme was, if you say so, Lord. How many of you lived that out this last week? If you say so, Lord, I'll try. If you say so, Lord, I'll step out. If you say so, Lord, I'll give. If you say so, Lord, I'll be generous. If you say so, Lord. If you haven't heard that message, go back and, and watch it. But our new norm is on the other side of one encounter with Jesus. This man's life is changed forever from one conversation with Jesus. One conversation. I mean, if you read on, you'll, you'll find out he gets in trouble for it immediately because they healed him on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to work on the Sabbath, right? I love religious people. Do you love religious people? Yeah. If, you're, if there's a religious person next to you, don't look at him right now, okay? Listen, you, you love people, period. But I love the religious people in here because they get so caught up in the fact that this guy's carrying his mat that they miss the fact that Jesus just healed them. Like God just did a work in somebody's life and you're complaining about how, right? Oh my goodness, I, it drives me nuts to be on social media and to see Christians complaining about other Christians all the time. Like, why don't you just, it's like we just eat our own. It's amazing. We can't encourage each other because you're doing it wrong. That's not how you pray, that's not how you do this. I'm like, shush, dude, like shut your mouth, man. Like, come on, encourage them in where they're at, right? They They might've had a couple of swear words in the middle of telling you what God just did. And you get excited with them are you with me get excited with them i'm not here to judge somebody i'm here to lift them up and to show more of what God. you think that was awesome let me tell you what more he can do oh my goodness you keep going the direction you're going your life's going to be changed forever come on we need a generation of people that are willing to just seek after the lord and not the rest of the stuff are you with me a lot of us are wearing that lame lens well it's always been that way just the way things always have been. I, 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 This is just the way my life is. I was brought up this way. That I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. I'm poor. I'm broken. I'm this and that. And God's like, just take that off, man. Take that off. That's not the way you need to live. Who told you? Who told you that you're naked? The wife you gave me, Lord. No. Who told you? What told you that you had to believe that? What told you that? Like... I want to take a minute to apologize. Because I need to apologize for every church out there. Because churches don't treat people well sometimes. They hurt people sometimes. And I know people have been hurt at this church. I've had people come and tell me they've gotten hurt. And so I want to apologize for everyone that I've hurt. Everyone that's been hurt by another pastor or by another church. Because there's a lot of broken people in churches. Including the pastor. Okay? Okay. The pastor is just a man or a woman or a person that's just a broken person just like you, finding Jesus. Are you with me? Looking for that next moment with the Lord where he'll change everything. This man spent 38 years looking through a lens of this world. 38 years believing that change was impossible. 38 years blaming everyone around him as to why he was in the state he was. Somebody say it just takes one. It just takes one. If I can get my worship team to come up, it just takes one. It just takes one moment with God. It just takes one moment with God. One word from God, you change your whole life. Now, I'm not saying, I know I've thought about this sometimes, like when I tell my story, my story is not going to be your story. It's not going to be your story. If, if, if you're freaked out about what God will say, he's like, well, i, I got to give up my six-figure income and become a $53,000 a year pastor. Like, I don't know about that. No. God's going to ask you to do something. And you say yes. No matter what it is. Just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. No matter what it is. Just say yes. The reason that you're stuck in that same old place is because you're still wearing the lame glasses wearing that lame lens it doesn't matter you change you change the environment but you didn't change huh right i'm going to move to a new state so things will be better things aren't going to get better because you moved to the new state Until, until you change your state of mind it doesn't matter what state you live in are you with me come on come on you have to change not just changing your environment As you spend time with the Lord and as you encounter Him, He changes you from the inside out. Listen, I'm not saying come to church and stop cussing. That's that's the answer. No. Listen, if you come to church and you start spending time with the Lord, you can come to church for 38 years and not experience God. Oh! Oh, goodness! I've met so many Christians sitting on the bench when they're supposed to be on the field. But it, has, it takes a switch in you where you're like, Jesus, whatever you say, whatever you want for my life, you have to come into agreement with it. Because just like this lame man laying there and can't, can't get up, hasn't, has been laying in the same place for 38 years, each of us, I, I promise you this, nothing will change if nothing changes. If you keep the same mindset you've always kept, nothing will change. Oh, I want my marriage to be better. Have you changed how you treat your spouse? Have you changed how you look at your life? Come on. Come on. If nothing changes, nothing changes. If nothing changes, nothing changes. It bothers me when politicians start yelling about change. Yet you've been doing this for 40 and 50 and 60 years, and I expect something to change. No, nothing's changing. You know how things change in our society, right here, right here. When we start treating people right, when we start loving people, we start teaching people the love of Jesus. Are you with me? When we start becoming a generation who's generous, are you with me? When things when things shift right here, you want a generation that's not not so. Oh man, hmm. this. I have a pet peeve. Are you ready? Some of you, this is going to bother you, but I have a pet peeve. You want to know what my pet peeve is? My pet peeve is when people don't put their shopping cart back. Yeah, I, I, you felt that, didn't you? You're like, oh! it just... Yeah. It bothers me. Now, I know if you're that person, like, I love you. But if I see you doing that, it's going to bother me, and I'm going to go fix it for you. Because it doesn't go on the island it goes where the it goes where the things go, right? Like if you have to walk it all the way back into the store, you got some more steps in your day. Like, come on, it's not that big of a deal. But I watched this happen the other day, where the son, there was this mother and son in their car, and and they they, they loaded everything up, and he went and put it on the island. And I just thought, man, the lack of respect in our in our society today, like. I know that's no big deal. It's just a cart. Like somebody gets paid to go out and pick those up and put them back, right? But to me, it was like, man, there's no, there's no pride in, in who you are. Like to me, I'm like, gosh, like just take that extra minute, an extra few steps to go put that away, right? You just never know. Like to me, I'm like, gosh, the next generation's not going to get better than us. We can't expect them to do better than us if we teach them the same things we've done we keep cutting corners, and then we get mad at our kids for cutting corners, what, what do you mean you cheated on that essay? What? I can't believe you would do that. And then you're like, but Dad, you put the cart in the, you just left it out there. Like, I know they'll never say that to you because they don't. It's subliminal. They, they're not going to realize that that's what it is. But when they watch us cut corners, what do we expect? Right? I thought I told you to hurry on those things. Like, let's get this done well mom dad we showed up to the church 30 minutes late i know it's okay it's okay just remember i love you i love you i love you more importantly jesus loves you and i don't say those things to criticize people or to make them feel bad i say those things so that we can all see it and grow from it And when we see those things we can set a new standard my, my old church, the pastor's dad was, was in charge of all the ushers. And uh, at my old church, I, uh, I kind of became, a, at first, just in charge of all the volunteers and kind of just became the associate pastor there. And I remember when I made a new rule that everyone had to get there early and stay late. The pastor's dad was not so happy with that. He said, uh, uh, Justin, why do we have to change this? Like, what do we have to be here so early for? I said, well... I, I want to set a new standard you said well that's ridiculous you're just making people get here early that seems that seems silly it seems like a waste of time I said you say that until we teach the next generation how to how to be like if we teach these kids how to show up early and stay late then who's gonna get the job when there's when there's an interview between the two all of a sudden the church changes the mindset of people instead of the people changing the mindset of the church oh goodness see it, We get stuck in this world view. I will not conform when I can be transformed. Right now, the world determines when church is, what they're allowed to do. I just don't think it should be that way. I think the church should determine what the world does. All of a sudden, if we were all seeking after God, changing a generation wouldn't be so hard, would it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> is this an okay message today? Mm. God is love. God is love. John, First John four sixteen, says, "We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love." God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them I don't know I'm doing this backwards Danny so you got to forgive me 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person the old life is gone and a new life has begun to have a new norm is to really change. That means your old self has to die so that God can make you who you were meant to be the whole time. The things that you think are hang-ups are actually the platforms that you're supposed to preach from. Things that you think are wrong with you, how people judge you, how they look at you. When you can show love from that same exact place because God is in you, all of a sudden their view of how those things work is different of you, because of me, because of each of us. Amen? Where those things begin to change and shift. I believe that this city and the city that you're living in, wherever you're watching from, belongs to Jesus. He paid the price for everyone. Jesus' vision in coming to this world that none would perish, that all would have everlasting life. It means whether they look like you, smell like you, where they're from the same place as you, doesn't matter. All. All. All whether they're confused about who they are and what they are, all. And God's love in us is what makes that shift. Not how much we know about the Bible. For all of you that haven't memorized this yet, in the same boat as me, I haven't memorized this thing yet either. I've read it all, but I haven't memorized it. I can't tell you chapter and verse exactly where everything is that means that you're qualified to go and share this with people you're qualified your circle of influence needs you your family needs you to step into a new place with Him, it's time to take the lame lenses off so that you can see the fullness of what God wants to do in your life and through your life if we're still responding the same way we did last week I want you to check. You ever, you ever lost your glasses? Because you've had them up here? I can't find them. Where are they? Some of us are picking up those lame lenses again. We forgot we're done with that prescription. Are you with me? we got to put on the new lenses of what God wants to do. Put it back on again. Put it back on again. If I'm, if I'm responding the same way I did last week, did I put on the wrong lenses this morning? Come on. Did that same thing irritate me or do now I have compassion for that person? Come on. All of a sudden we've taken them off. We're taking that, those lenses off. I would, these are her glasses so I won't break them, but if I were you, I'd take those lame lenses and I'd crush them. Crush them. I'm not going to see the same way anymore. I'm not going to judge people the same way anymore. I'm not going to love the way I used to love. I want to see how... Jesus, give me a new lens. Give me a new lens through your word. Maybe if I looked at people through your word and I saw them the way that you see them, all of a sudden, maybe I'd see something different. Maybe I'd start to look at why you so love the world that you gave your only son. If I saw people that way, maybe maybe life would maybe my norm would be different. How I treated people, how I walked around, how I loved people. Are you with me? Things would begin to shift. No longer. No longer am I looking through that lame lens, looking through the same old thing, inspecting it. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Oh, I'm just gonna be this religious person. Oh, that's not what Jesus said. Listen, I don't care. Jesus has more for your life than what you thought. 38 years laying in the same place all of us are spiritually living in a place we're not supposed to live it's time to take up your mat and walk okay God oh if you take up your mat what's the first thing that's going to happen religious people are going to say not you not you you can't do that that's against the rules somebody like you you can't do that come on come on, people around you, it's the people that love you that are going to say you can't do it because they don't want to see you fail. Failure is a part of success. hate to tell you, each failure is a stepping stone to success. Of how God, Success in the kingdom of God is learning by saying, God, whatever you say, and when you go and fail, he goes, hey, listen, do it this way. Let me change you from the inside out. Listen, you can, you can look good on the outside, but if the inside's messed up, Jesus cares more about that. Are you with me this morning? I want a new norm, church. I want a new norm so bad. A norm that, that, that surpasses understanding. A norm that gets us off, off of our circumstances. Gets us out of that old situation. So we can see the fullness of what He wants to do. Are you with me today? If you're here this morning and you haven't yet given your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Do that for Jesus is my best friend. Every time that I fail, He's there. Every time I fall short, He's there. He'll never leave or forsake me. What does forsake mean? Leave you in your ruin. God will never leave you or leave you in your ruin. Some of us choose our ruin. It's comfortable. It's what I know. It's what I understand. But I believe that God has more for you than that. Amen? He has more for you than that. So, Father, we come before you today and we give our lives completely to you. Whether it's the first time or the 50th time, God we give our lives completely to you today I renounce my old way of thinking I renounce my lame lens so that I can live in that lens of love so I can live with you God I want you to work in me and work through me this is our prayer today and again if it's your first time with every eye eye closed and head bowed if this is your first time you're giving your life to Jesus I want you to raise your hand for me Just say, hey, that's me. I want to do this. I want it to be real. If that's somebody here today or you're watching online, wherever you're at, God's got a new life for you and it starts today. That shift starts today. Father God, I pray for all those that are making that commitment right now. Saying, that's me. I want to have a real relationship with you, God. Pray something like this, just saying, dear Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for giving your life for me so that I can be with you in eternity. Father, please forgive me for my sin. And God, I commit my life to you from this day forward. Jesus, come and change me from the inside out. I don't want to be a lame man anymore or a lame woman. I want to see the fullness of what you want to do in my life i want to walk out of here with my with my circumstances in my hand instead of living in them. father god i give it all to you today in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen come on somebody lift up a shout lift up a shout stand to your feet for a moment let's worship together the signs um, I felt like this this cramping in my hand um, specifically in my left hand but earlier in the week I felt it in the in my right hand I don't know if it's just because I'm getting closer to 38 or no, nah, I'm just kidding sometimes God will allow me to feel pain because he wants to heal someone sometimes the anxiety and the things that you experience and feel you know, if you ask God what it is sometimes it's because he's giving you a hint of who to pray for and what to pray for so not all of the things you need to claim as your own. Okay? So if, if somebody was feeling uh, some, some cramping in their hands. You Guadalupe? I'll pray for you Guadalupe. Is there anybody else that felt some cramping in their hands? As you too Michelle? Come on. Come on. Well, let, Let's pray. You know what? I, I just believe there's going to be an anointing on your hands ladies. Father God, I just pray over these two ladies' hands right now. God, that that cramping would go away in the name of Jesus. I can feel almost uh, this other one in my right, right thumb, uh, just on this knuckle. It feels like it needs to pop. Is that somebody else here? That's you? Awesome. Come on, Lynn. Love you. That's you too? Okay. This is how God does things. He just moves sometimes and just touches people. Father God, I just pray for those needs right now. God, I pray for that, that pain to subside in the name of Jesus. God, that you would do a healing work in them. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed. So Father God, we just preach your word back to you, saying thank you for our healing, because by your stripes we are healed. So God, we receive that healing touch right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for those that had that those pains in their hands. God, I pray that you'd, you'd replace that pain with an anointing an anointing that when they lay hands on people, when they pray for people, that we would see a blessing go through them, Lord God. All of a sudden, this thing that used to cause them anguish would now be the tool that you use to go and relieve other people's anguish. I pray that these people right here would now have that ability that when they pray, that you move. When they touch people, that you move. So Lord God, we just thank you for that healing anointing falling on them right now. In the name of Jesus the name of Jesus. <sighs> mm. Yikes. I don't, I'm not going to have anybody raise their hand for this, um, but just sit in this place right now. You know, i'm gonna ask everybody to close their eyes because i just feel like some people are gonna get emotional about this um that it's gonna that it's gonna hit some people pretty hard so um i feel like there's a lot of people that just feel really alone right now really disconnected like no matter what they do they can't feel connected they can't no, it's almost like they feel like nobody wants to be their friend even though it's not true and i feel like what god's saying right now is to submit your heart to him completely. The Bible says that if you want friends, present yourself as friendly. So God, I just pray right now for those that are just feeling alone, feeling that it doesn't matter how many people they're around, they still feel alone. I just pray for that loneliness to just come off of them right now in the name of Jesus, like a blanket off of their head. All of a sudden, they can see. All of a sudden, they can see how many people love them, How many people appreciate them? How many people want to be around them? That love being around them? That that treasure them as a person? God, I pray, Lord, that they would see how much you love them. How they've never been alone, even when they are alone. I feel like I hear these songs what a friend we have in Jesus <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus you're not alone you're not alone mm. I feel like that's a word for a, a gentleman in here um, so maybe more than one man in here but I feel like you put on this tough exterior so that you have a reason not to have friends You want to look tough but you're feeling that exact loneliness and you're thinking like "Ah, I can't let anybody know that I feel lonely because I need to be strong for my family I need to be strong for the people around me God's saying let go of all that that stuff's heavy that stuff's heavy it's weighing you down and it's holding you back from what the fullness that he has for you just let it go let it go a tough exterior let it go let the fresh anointing of Jesus pour over you. Let a softening of your outer shell. You'll enjoy life more. Thank you, Jesus. 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 What a friendly have. If you if you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for finances, if you need prayer over your health, if you need prayer for anything, I want you to come up to the front and and uh, I'm gonna pray over you. Um, I'm gonna have the worship team just kind of light it up for another couple of minutes. But if you need if you need prayer, if you need God to touch you, don't stay where you're at. You gotta get out of where you're at. Get up off of your seat, get up out of your row, and come right up here, and we're gonna believe that God's gonna start touching people. Come on, come on. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, I thank you for Cameron, God. I thank you for the calling on his life. I thank you that he's a powerful man in so many more ways than even things. God, I thank you that the things that he's gone through are going to be the platforms that you use to preach from. Father, I thank you, Lord, for each of these people, each of the anointing, each of the blessings. Come on over them right now. The needs, the needs would be filled in the name of Jesus. The needs would be filled. The needs would be filled father god we plead on behalf of them right now god that you would do a work in their life right now that only you can that only you can come on oh. anointing, Lord God. Fresh purpose, Lord Jesus. Fresh purpose on my sister. Lord God, that she would be an impactful player. I just, I just see you coming out of the shadows and into the light. Come on. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. A generation after your own heart. Oh, let the anointing pour out. Let the anointing flow out. He's lighting a fire in your spirit right now. That fire in your spirit is going to burn out all of the doubt, all of the fear, all of the anxiety. Let that stuff burn off right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Let it burn off right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that our belief is stronger than our unbelief. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we lift you up. We lift you up, Lord. Come on. It's all for your glory, God. One touch from Jesus. Everything shifts from here. One touch from the Lord. Come on. that shift in here come on so good Thank you, God. Come on. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? Just I could just see chains breaking off of people this morning. Chains breaking off of people. Oh, you're not you're not leaving here the same today. No, siree. We're not leaving here the same. Come on, Guadalupe, we're not leaving here the same. Amen. We're not leaving here the same. Ain't that right, Mike? We're not leaving here the same. That's right, huh, Emily? Completely different. Completely different. Path completely changed 38 years of that but we're done now we're going on to what's next we're walking it out we're sharing what jesus just did amen amen but we love you church invite somebody hey if you are technically advanced you can want to work on all that cool stuff back there if you're you got any gifting in this area up here we'd love for you to come over to our house this afternoon at 30 come get the information we want you to be a part of our team and do some stuff with us have some lunch but we love you. Have an incredible week. Have fun tearing everything down and being in being the church. We love you. Have an awesome week.